0: Hello, hi, and welcome back to Forward Females. For I am your host, Eleanor Grayshan, and this is episode 18, The Big C with Daniela Alves. So how are you today Dan?
1: I'm good, I'm well, I'm happy. I mean it's very, very cold, but we're getting through.
0: <laughs> legit, legit. I had to have my windows open this morning. You? Yeah, I'm okay. I just had to have my windows open this morning because of like condensation. I was just like, this is too cold for this lifestyle. But anyway, Uh, um, (laughs) yeah, legit. So as it's your first time on the pod, we've got to do the five quick facts, which are your age, location, career, career goal and female inspo. So hit us with it. So I'm 21, just had 21. I'm from
1: London, originally from Brazil. Um, I'm a makeup artist slash dancer slash fashion student (laughs) and um, I feel like goals wise I would just love to be creatively successful owning my own business and also becoming a woman that um, empowers others motivates others and just yeah raises awareness for I mean just factors of life things that I mean bring us down such as like my cancer diagnosis so yeah
0: i mean we love to see i feel like you're already all of that so just to put it (laughs) out there but yeah who's also your female inspo um i'd have to say rihanna
1: and paris gobel
0: yeah i never know how to say her surname if i'm honest (laughs) but no i feel like yeah they're very much you aren't they really when you look at it especially now paris i feel like fashion inspo wise as well yeah, no, she's just a queen, actual bad bitch, so... Yeah, energy <laughs> I just <flex>. live. <laughs> literally, literally. So, like you kind of already briefly mentioned, some people might be like, what is the big C? But, yeah, the C is cancer, so maybe you can explain the type of cancer you've had and all of that because it's literally been such a crazy few months, really. Yeah,
1: definitely. So I was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma back in um, August, 2020. Um, and what Hodgkin's lymphoma is, it's just a type of blood cancer, kind of linked to leukemia and it's basically, um, it just forms tumors in the lymphat- lymphatic system. Um, and it just basically often occurs when like white blood cells, um, triple in average And just build lumps in basically um, your neck, your groin, your armpits, Um, and yeah, it just causes cancer really. Um, And then I also had a nine centimeter like tumor in my chest, so it was just a bit, just all a bit chaotic and just a wild roller coaster of emotions. I can't lie. (laughs)
0: Legit, and dealing with all of this with COVID as well, like, but we'll get into that because, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, so if people don't know, I'm not sure anyone will know. But Danielle and me have been friends like since we were like 14. Like go us. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god, yes, yeah. so long. <laughs> it's
0: been so long. Now it's actually been like you know when they say like if it's been seven years of friendship, it's a lifetime friendship. So I think we're stuck yeah. with each other now. <laughs> I know, oh we
1: were so young, <laughs> that
0: are actually like adults, that is actually really depressing. <laughs> it's really scary, like now we're kind of like, kind of got our lives together, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so mad to me because when you found out it was legit when I was going to Greece, and if I'm honest, my biggest fear was going and not coming back because of obviously my only yeah like experience of cancer was my dad and that was stage four so instantly i kind of had that yeah. that ptsd but i didn't want to also communicate that because i was just like this isn't right like you can't add to the stress and like you know and i've and we've yeah. spoken about that um about how a lot of friends haven't really shown their emotions just because they don't want to feel bad and stuff but anyway yeah. yeah how did you deal with all of that being stage four like literally not even like coming from stage two or whatever and it progressing it was literally like this is stage four cancer we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're only you were only 20 at that point as well
1: yeah exactly i mean it was just a shock to the system really i mean i i originally thought it was just pneumonia because i was um i caught pneumonia just before my diagnosis also um when i was admitted into hospital and i was just praying that it was just a pneumonia and they had basically misdiagnosed me, saying that I might have lymphoma. So I was just praying that I was okay and I just had to get this pneumonia out of my system. And then to find out that I had cancer, and not just cancer alone, but stage four, was just something I couldn't believe. Like, I did have symptoms before, but it was nothing drastic for it to be stage four cancer. And for those who don't know what stage four is, because it is quite confusing, I had no idea either. But it's just basically, um, it's just spread, the lymph nodes um, and the lymphoma have spread to other organs in your body. So it was already in my lungs, my stomach, my spleen. Um, so yeah, it was basically ev- everywhere, not just in my neck and my chest. So yeah, it was just very scary. And like you said, um, A lot of friends didn't really want to show their emotions because it was a hard time. But for me, I was mostly scared about telling people just because I didn't want to see people's reactions. Like, getting that news from a loved one is so, so hard. And not only the person who's going through it is suffering, but the people who are watching that person go through it. When I went for my diagnosis, they took me up to the ward where I would be treated in. And I honestly like, wish they'd never done that on the first day because I literally just saw all the ill kids and all their parents just sitting with them and just basically watching that, I don't know, like, 10-year-old child having chemo and just suffering pain and having to endure this, like, pain that they've never felt before. And for me, that was really heartbreaking because I just, I just didn't want anyone to feel that way. I didn't want people to okay i didn't want people to feel sorry for me but i also didn't want them to feel pain in their heart also that i know there's this stigma attached to cancer that's kind of like okay well if you get cancer you're gonna die and i didn't want that thought to ever go through anyone's mind because with me i was just like okay i'm gonna beat this like i just never thought that death would come this early so i was just like well it's not like Cancer can be seen in two different ways. Yes, it can be seen as death, but it can also be seen as, like, a source of enlightenment. And for me, it was really
0: that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the source of enlightenment was where I was at when my dad passed. Like, as soon as I, like, got told he had cancer, instantly I was like, it's fine, he's going to survive. Like, it's my dad kind of thing. So then I think yeah. when I found out with you, I I had that hope, but I think I was... because one of the things I suffered with my dad's death so much was my naivety. So I think I was trying to not be as optimistic, even though obviously I was trying to be, but at the same time, I was just so scared. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. and like, it, it is like, obviously you are the person that's going through it, but it was such a scary time as a close friend. And like, you chose not to tell many people, like it was, Very, very small, you know, like I only told my mum because I was, I don't want to tell anyone because our circles are so close, you know, like I didn't want, you know, anyone else to find out because they shouldn't, like it's, it's not my news kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to the next point because we'll come back to this. So yeah, a big thing I know initially was losing your hair because of being a dancer and an MUA and a fashion student, your look is basically everything about how you see yourself you know so um what was that like because now i know it's like you're this new profound like energy of self-love do you know what i mean so it's so crazy like now being on that like yeah at this place now where you're literally like fuck it (laughs)
1: literally i guess i had to be like that i mean initially it was so daunting it took me a couple of days to wrap my head around it i would cry and cry and just be like I don't want to lose my hair would tell the doctors I don't want to lose my hair and then when it came so soon I literally thought I was going to have at least two months of hair um, still in without it falling out during treatment but literally on the seventh day um, after I started treatment my hair was already falling out um, and it was just it was so sad I mean everyone said that just shave it, just shave it um, I mean, on social media and stuff, um, on people's blogs, they'll decide I'd just rather shave it than watch it fall out. And I just kept thinking, no, I'm going to watch it fall out. Like, I just want to hold on to it. And, I mean, doing that was harder. And I completely get why people were like, okay, just shave it. It's so much easier to just shave it. Because watching your hair fall out is probably, like, it's one of the hardest things because I literally, I literally just thought, my beauty was just going away from me. I thought I was never gonna book a job ever again within a dance world. I thought that I was never gonna be able to be seen as a beautiful woman um, on social media, especially posting those of makeup looks, etc etc. So I just, literally just thought my identity was just being stripped away from me. Um, so yeah it was very, very hard and it wasn't until I was going through treatment. I basically just looked back at how I felt prior to losing my hair and I was like that was so silly of me because losing the hair isn't what matters in the situation, my health is what matters in the situation, my well-being is what matters in the situation, like my hair will grow back, that will all come back to me but if I'm not healthy and if I'm not well then that's not, I'm basically not going to survive and all I'm trying to do right now is just be well and survive and be kind to myself. So. As soon as i entered that mentality it was just so much better and i was just like my my hair doesn't define my beauty at all and as soon as i learned that i felt so much more self-worth i found this confidence that came out of nowhere i literally feel like i was hiding behind my hair for 20 years of life basically and as soon as it was taken away from me i was like okay well we've got to work with what we've got and i'm still beautiful i'm still a beautiful woman And, yeah, it was just, it was great. I mean, I'm very positive with the situation. Um, And I've asked some other cancer-like patients um, if it was a positive thing for them, and many of them said no. Um, So it is very different for many people. I'm not going to say that if anyone else was to lose their hair, they'd feel more empowered. I don't know. But for me, I truly believe it just took away all those misconceptions of, like a woman's beauty
0: basically no like I just feel so like emotional listening to this because (laughs) like both of us I think we've we've hidden behind either makeup or hair or you know fashion for so long and like Mm -hmm. just hearing you be like no without all of these things I'm still beautiful you know like that's such a a stunning moment do you know what I mean like that's just such a an amazing moment in your life to already realize at 21 like regardless of the situation um yeah like you're notoriously known as well for your beautiful eyebrows so like that was (laughs) a thing like you didn't actually lose your eyebrow hair like kind of thing like oh they
1: all went it was crazy and now they're growing back in such a weird like place it's really weird like my
0: eyebrows are not how they used to be which is really sad but I'm just being patient it's okay like it's not the end of the world like literally since we were literally like 14 15 people would be like Daniela those Brazilian eyebrows like I literally remember Mateo would always (laughs) say something whenever we saw oh
1: my god and when everyone would go through that trend of like a block brow like that was me for like my whole life
0: oh my god no that was true actually <laughs> honestly the only reason i'm like half decent at makeup is because of daniela like there's no there's not there's nothing else it's just daniela i literally just like i'm just like what do i do here i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> Daniela's has just been my inspiration Aww. for mua like since then she's like the only person as well that i always trust to do like a full beat <laughs> oh but yeah, that. so yeah if you don't know about her MUA skills make sure you check them out as well because we're not bigging them up but I feel like this isn't the pod to big them up right now but anyway Um yeah I mean personally you are the strongest person I know like and that's through all of this just tops it up now basically but how does it now feel to be on the other side of this all it uh-huh.
1: feels kind of surreal. I feel like everything that's happened in the past six months, I feel feel like I haven't deeped it. And I don't know, I feel so weird about it. It just feels like it just has flown by. I mean, my treatment was meant to last four to six months. And after two months, I entered complete remission. And it was kind of like a miracle because... When I went in for my diagnosis, apparently the sky lit up like a Christmas tree. So the cancer was everywhere, basically. And um, only after my treatment ended did my chemo nurse tell me that my doctor was actually very scared that he wasn't going to be able to save me because it was basically everywhere. And he didn't know if the choice of treatment that I chose was going to be able to save it because I had to opt for a more intense version of chemotherapy. Um... So to be in complete remission after two months, I feel like it was even under two months. Like It was something crazy and I couldn't believe it. And now going through the whole process of recovering and resting, it's just, I'm trying to not think too much about what happened and just take the good out of everything that's happened. I mean, it's really showed me how to be like, just showed me gratitude in its fullest form. And my appreciation for life and what really determines um someone's beauty isn't anything externally it's just what they have inside and yeah I'm just honest honestly just the people who were always there for me I feel like unity and friendship is something that I value so much and being a person that I've never really been had a family background or family setting um, I've just always just had my mum and my friends and i basically passed my close friends as my family. Um, it was just very surreal to be shown so much unconditional love from so many people and even people I don't know people on social media and um, people I've only met once in my life and they've always showed me so much love and support it was it still is being something that's so surreal and so like I actually can't believe it but it's just so beautiful. Like, there's so much beauty in being kind and being happy and being nice to others. Like, kind of goes such a long way. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm still recovering. It's still been quite hard. I mean, I feel like the recovering stage is just as hard as going through cancer alone, just because you're having to be so much patient. You ha- you're having to learn so much patience. And especially in a pandemic. There's like you're having to learn patience times a hundred, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's a learning process, and
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't post anything until you were out, like out of remission and stuff. Because yeah, and I think that was such an important choice because I think it would have been just too overwhelming while you were actually going through the treatment. Like we've discussed this, you know, like oh, when I last saw you, like. Yeah how how I was kind of relieved that yeah it was just like your close friends that knew rather than you know telling the whole world because I think yeah it would have just been overwhelming because I know how overwhelmed you you kind of got a bit when it first when you first put it on Instagram you know like I can only imagine um, because even like people that I'm friends with messaged me like oh my god like are you okay like with everything with daniela and i was just like what like i'm fine like she's good like kind of thing but i just found that overwhelming that people were messaging me and i was just like
1: yeah
0: well like how like yeah if that was just me getting messages how like it must have been for you like it must have literally been crazy yeah literally i mean i chose to
1: continue working through treatment just because I was told left, right and centre that whenever I was discharged from hospital, I would have to stay at home and have no visitors and not leave the house, not go to the shops, no, not do anything basically, just self-isolate until I finished treatment. And for me, being a person who I've always had an active lifestyle, I've always liked being around my friends, I've always liked to stimulate my, stimulate my mind in like inspiring ways that help me grow the thought of having to stay in bed and basically just feel sorry for myself was just not an option and I completely understood the whole um, virus situation uh, my immune system, I have no immune system I was very at risk of becoming neutropenic so yeah it was just kind of a hard decision but for me I was just like as long as I take my precautions I wear a mask, I make sure that I'm staying safe whilst working, then I feel like everything will be okay and it will help me mentally Um, so yeah, I just wanted to continue working and that's why I didn't really, it took me a while to tell everyone and kind of post on social media because I didn't want that whole stigma attached to cancer to affect me in any way, I didn't want anyone to look at me differently or be labelled as the girl that has cancer like, yeah, it took me a while to kind of tell everyone and i mean when i did i felt so much of a relief but that's when i was cured i basically knew that i was okay (laughs) and i only had to endure two more sets of treatment and but i just knew i was okay so it just made me feel so much better about the matter like
0: yeah yeah i mean i think it was the smartest decision because yeah i think it, it was better to announce it and like it's just you never to play the victim do you know what i mean like it's it's always, yeah. I always feel like you're, like, the warrior, the strength, so it was kind of, like, you could, it was a celebration when you could tell people, like, I've been through it, and now I'm, I'm, I'm good, like, do you know what I mean? Well, I'm not good, but do you know what I mean? Like, cool. I'm in this, yeah. I'm in this amazing place now. I feel now.
1: like, I feel like that could also be kind of, like, my downfall, because sometimes I forget to ask for help. And I keep emphasising now to everyone and people who I know that are going for treatment that it's okay to ask for help. Initially, I remember I was so ill and um, my mum was in a different country and I was living alone and I had to come back to her house because I couldn't be surrounded by people. And it got to a point where I was in the same position I hadn't had a shower, I hadn't done anything for four days because I couldn't move. I was so ill And I was too embarrassed to ask for help. And to me, that's crazy. Like, how can you be embarrassed to ask for help if you're that ill? Um, And I remember my close friends getting really annoyed at me. Like, my uh, best friend, Lachey, like, I literally didn't tell her anything, what was going on. And she had to find out through someone else. And she got really annoyed. And I didn't even tell you. I told no one. I was literally suffering at home till it got to a point where I was like, okay, mum, you have to come home, We need to go to the doctor. I literally feel like I'm giving up. So, yeah, so now I just emphasise to people, please, please, please don't be afraid to ask for help because if I'd asked for help sooner, then maybe I would have got diagnosed sooner and early diagnosis, I mean, saves so many lives and I wish I didn't let it get to the point of me being diagnosed with stage four cancer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that makes me sad just hearing that because I think for especially when I got home from Greece I was just so like ah like I I need I need to help I need to help but you know you can't help unless someone's asked for help and stuff like that and like um and like I just had to kind of accept like okay Dan's this is so hard for Dan like you can't then be like why are you not communicating like kind of thing like you've just got to wait until that person so it was kind of like yeah like either trying to find out, like, through someone else rather than just keep annoying you, like, are you okay? Like, because sometimes I did feel like I was just being, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, but, like, you just have to accept, like, this is... We've all got our own different coping mechanisms and stuff like that, and, like, when you're that ill, you don't want to be on your phone. You don't want to be, like, looking at a screen that's making you feel dizzy and all of that. So I think that's an important thing to also, like put out, and stuff like that, yeah, like, communication, like, we're all on a different rate of that, um, so yeah, I just think that's super important, but yeah, um, like I've said multiple times, you're on this new profound energy, and you're just, like, so inspirational as a young woman, I literally feel so emotional, um, and I've never seen you with so much confidence in your voice, so why is it now, like, it's so important to talk about this, because, like, I would never imagined, you know, you even being like, yeah, let's do a podcast or, like, you were on big BBC yeah. yesterday, like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. where is this continued, like, passion of now, like, communicating and speaking about it? Um, I feel like as soon as I realised
1: that what I went through was such an important matter and that... Life is so valuable. I mean, I used to take it for granted for so long. I used to feel like I never had a purpose in life, or I was never worthy of speaking. I was never worthy of having good things happen in my life. And as soon as I got faced with this, which was such a life threatening illness, it brought so much to perspective and it made me really look between the lines and see that yes, I have so much to be grateful for. And, I mean, like, just having so much support from everyone and everything, it just made me feel like, okay, Daniela, like, this is something you need to raise awareness of. And the fact that initially I felt so embarrassed about what I was, what I had been just diagnosed with, I wanted to go off social media for about six, six months and basically ghost <laughs> and not speak to anyone, not tell anyone what was going on and just get through it and then come out when i'm healthy and looking back at that mentality i was just like how that is so selfish how can you think like that that's actually so bad and okay like it's initially everyone would kind of feel that way and it's completely reasonable for me to have felt that way but then again it's just a very selfish mentality um this is something that i never thought was ever going to happen to me being a very healthy person which i thought i was Always active. I never used to get ill. Never broken a bone in my life. My family has never had cancer. Cancer was very unheard of in my life. Basically, I didn't know anything about it. To then be diagnosed with it, I was like, "What on earth? Like this, this can actually happen to anyone." And you always think it's never going to be me. It's fine. I can keep on using these products. I can keep up with these bad habits because it's never going to happen to me and then when it does you're like oh my god like life is actually unfair it really is and cancer it doesn't choose who it wants to affect it can affect anyone like anyone doesn't matter if you're famous if you're a model if you're an artist a musician it just affects you like it doesn't care so I was just like what I can do especially being in a creative industry where, I mean looks is our number one thing. We're just basically judging our looks all the time. And we're always dancing and always active. And we always dismiss signs that our body is telling us. I just thought, I need to raise awareness for this. I need to raise awareness of the fact that we can all be diagnosed with something. I hope nobody ever is, but I feel like we need to be educated on this matter. I feel like people need to be aware that this could happen and if you ever feel these symptoms then you need to go get checked because I waited so long I found the lump in January 2020 and it took me to September to actually go for the GP like that was such a long time but why just because I just thought oh it's nothing I just shrugged it um, off and I was just like no it's nothing yeah we literally
0: I remember us discussing you we were like oh yeah it's probably just the soya milk like
1: (laughs) It was, yeah, I was so confident that I was drinking too much soya, and it was causing me lumps in my thyroid glands. like, I had no idea, and that's because I googled it, never google your system. like, <laughs> I always used to hear that, and I was like, nah, let me go and google, and it told me it was like soya, and I was like, yeah, I was talking to this woman at the GP, I was like, yeah, I think I'm taking too much soya, consuming too much soya, but can you check, like, can I have a blood test? She literally looked at me as if I was crazy. It was actually so hilarious. And then as soon as I had the blood test, she called me back. It was the same woman. And she was literally so apologetic. She was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was literally talking to you as if you were crazy. And now it's come back that you might have lymphoma. And when she said those words to me, I was just like, what the hell is lymphoma? And it didn't sink in for a while. Oh, my God. I feel like it only sunk in, when. I went in for my appointment and I was in the oncology department and I had no idea what oncology meant. And I literally was like, okay, let me Google what oncology means. (laughs) And it was literally like the treatment of tumours. And I was like, right, (laughs) this is where I am. Okay, cool. (laughs) So, yeah, it was so scary. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like just awareness needs to be raised and people just need to be known, need to know about these symptoms and that it could actually happen it doesn't have to be like blood cancer or cancer itself but just anything any illness like we are all we can all get anything really
0: yeah I mean like I'm listening to this and I'm literally like the thing is I can't even like be like we were so naive but like you should be at 20 like you shouldn't be stressing out about things like this but like definitely like we need to be raising awareness of like okay what are signs of these things like kind of thing like you know so um yeah so I'm kind of like giggling at us because I'm thinking about like literally us when we met up and we were like I think it's just the Sawyer. like but it's just like we should have you know been a bit more like okay what is this like do you know what I mean like um, I feel like it's not a case of
1: being like so worried to a point where like you literally feel something in your body and you're like oh my god I need to go to the doctor it's like no but just being aware of what side effects mean what symptoms mean like it it doesn't it could mean nothing but just the fact that you're gonna go get checked or you think it's a bit unusual so you need to go get checked like that's so important but I feel like no you don't need to like psych yourself out about it but, yeah yeah just having the knowledge of what it could be and what these things are because I had no idea what blood cancer was basically
0: I didn't know that lymphoma was blood cancer so yeah, yeah like literally just if you feel like it's continuous go check it because you never know like it's better to be safe than sorry but not just if it's like a little Unreal. one-two thing that's just happened once oh, wow. <laughs> um yeah. yeah so we're quite, we're at the end now but I guess I just wanted to say about you now doing your run with Abby um, and like how if there's any way any people can donate and stuff like that. And maybe just talking about like why you're running because it's freezing cold, it's icy and it's snowing. Like you're also still in recovery. Like, yeah, like, so maybe just bring some awareness onto that. Like this is a big deal to be running so much while you're still in recovery. (laughs)
1: Literally. So I feel like chemo definitely took a lot from me. It took my muscles. I literally have no more muscles. Like, I'm literally just having to regain it all. But um, I, like, my stamina, I have no more stamina. I'm having to train my breathing again. And, like, yeah, I feel like I'm just very unfit as a person. So I was just, quite like, upset with that. Like, chemo also made me gain quite a bit of weight because of the steroids and my weight's been fluctuating like crazy and I feel like this whole lockdown situation just wasn't helping it at all because I just had no routine to my life and I was just very unmotivated. The start of January I was just feeling like awful as soon as Boris announced that we were going into another lockdown. I was just like what can I do and I saw that it was um I mean, World Cancer Day was approaching and I was like, "Okay, hey, like, what can I actually do for that? And I saw that people had started fundraising. So I chose to run, um, do a challenge to run 56 miles um, during the whole of February and start it on World Cancer Day. And yeah, so as soon as I posted that, my friend Abby, who basically was at every chemo appointment with me, um, she chose to do the challenge with me. She was like, oh my God, I want to do it. I want to do it to you and then so she's been doing it with me and we're just basically trying to run 5k every day um to raise money for a charity charity called clip sergeant which is a young adult um, charity um, children's and young adults charity um that helped throughout my whole journey i mean they had my back they offered me a grant when first things started um first started going and yeah, I mean, they've just really helped me. They were always offering um, social workers to come and help me. And I mean, therapists, and just making sure that I had everything possible that I needed throughout my treatment. And I'm so grateful for it. I mean, I feel like if I didn't have it, if I didn't have someone to come um, and speak to me during treatment when I was admitted into hospital, because I couldn't have no visitors, I couldn't have my mum, I couldn't have no friends. It was just a strict policy because of COVID. Um I would have people from Click Sergeant and Teenage Cancer Trust come and basically talk to me, play some games and just take my mind off what was happening, the pain that I was having to go through. And yeah, I just kind of want to give back and use this as a source of motivation for me to get back on my feet and fit again. So yeah, I mean, it's been challenging because it's been so bloody cold. Um, I feel like my stamina is just, Oh
0: my god is so bad it's my so bad. is bad just from covid <laughs> but... <laughs> let alone cancer so don't so worry <laughs> oh the fact god. that I literally like just but... thinking about running 5k a day I'm literally like mm. <laughs> I know but it's it, I feel so
1: great about it it starts my day off right and it just helps me track my progress um in terms of fitness so yeah and. I mean, I'm taking donations, I mean, it is a fundraiser, and the link is in my bio on my Instagram. My Instagram is Alves. and yeah, I mean, so many people have don- donated already, it's been literally like five or six days, and people have been donating like crazy, and I'm so, so, so grateful I didn't realise people were going to support in this way, so it's been very overwhelming, but wow I'm
0: happy (laughs) yeah we'll add the link to our link tree so people can click on it um but yeah like just because like like even if you don't know Dan like don't think like oh I can't donate like you can like do you know what I mean like if you can just donate the tiniest bit because yeah like a grant for example that can help so many people like cover costs because I feel like as well when you were going through everything 20 even 21 is such an awkward age because it's like you're a young adult you're not experienced enough or like making enough to actually be sustainable do you know what i mean and being a student as well so it's kind of like that awkwardness of like where am i in my life kind of thing so like grants are really important for young people um dealing with all of this so
1: much like even like simple things like when you're in hospital you're admitted and basically in your room you don't have a tv and then these charities um, they bring in TVs for you and video games and magazines and food and so just to make the experience a little bit better for young people, young patients. So I feel like it's just so important because I feel like every person deserves deserves a good ride through cancer as hard as it is and through treatment. So yeah,
0: I appreciate your honesty so much. Like honestly, it just makes me so like, proud and emotional, and just, yeah, like, I'm so grateful, oh, <laughs> but I'm so grateful for you just coming on here, um, and just being so vulnerable, because people who won't know you are going to be inspired, like, you know, and I read, like, the f- a fact, like, cancer affects now are, like, one in two people, like, do you know what I mean, like, and I'm sure yeah. it's literally, everyone's been affected by cancer at some point, whether you know someone, whether you've had it, yeah. like, especially in our in our lifestyle now of like being around technology and all of that like cancer's only going to keep growing so it's like we have to keep spreading yeah. awareness and just having open conversations about it rather than letting it be taboo or an emotional conversation too it doesn't have to always be this emotional like like kind of thing which it is obviously but like speaking with it with just so much maturity is just beautiful um Yeah, but you are leading today's affirmation, so let's do them.
1: Okay, so first affirmation is, I am capable of achieving all I want in life.
0: I am capable of achieving all I want in life.
1: And then we have, the opinion of others does not determine my self-worth.
0: The opinion of others does not determine my self-worth.
1: And lastly, I am rich in abundance, rich in love, rich in health, rich in strength, rich in
0: happiness. I am rich in abundance, rich in love, rich in health, rich in strength, rich in happiness. I love them. Oh, I just feel like that's so you down to a T of like being like positive, but also just being grateful, which I think this whole journey has been so Yeah, Yeah. I mean, our mindfulness task is what would you say to yourself, like, yourself a year ago? Um, Because now it's almost been a year since COVID basically affected our lives and, like, you know, let alone, like, you going through treatment and everything in the space of six months. Um, So, yeah, what would you say to your younger self a year ago? Um,
1: I would say to allow yourself to let yourself surrender to the feeling allow yourself to surrender and to not i mean seek answers in everything just show gratitude and be patient there's so much magic within patience and it's just looking between those lines finding happiness in little things in your lifestyle in your everyday life like it doesn't have to be a lo- a large scale thing that makes you happy that it used to make us happy back in like everyday life. I mean we we seek happiness in small things now. And it's just yeah, it's just looking between those lines and surrender into the feeling. It's okay to do that. It's not it's it, you don't have to have an answer for
0: everything. So yeah. I love that. Um mine is just to be kind to yourself and check on yourself, check on your friends um and just know that this next year is gonna throw things at yourself that you never would realize like yeah you're gonna open so yeah you're gonna open so many opportunities even though you think your life's on pause do you know what i mean like yeah you'll find a new you which is the blessing i guess of covid you know um is that we've never had this before and we probably hopefully will never have it again um, or finding a new you so yeah oh I, I'm literally oh, in. I love that. yeah I'm literally in love with this episode because it's just because it's with you and it's just been so true and honest um uh, I'm uh, so happy to
1: be here I mean you always used to ask me oh damn we need to do a podcast and I'd be like no Ellie no 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 I'm not doing a podcast with you no because i'd be so scared and now i'm just like oh
0: like oh, i like, was oh, so silly <laughs> it's no but it's just so nice to hear how much confidence you have in your voice do you know what i mean like it's just so mad but yeah okay uh, but thank you so much and yeah honestly if I anyone's do. going through anything like this daniella's got her dms open all the time i guess so for sure for sure, for sure.
1: literally like i love speaking to people people message me all the time and it just fills my heart I mean sometimes it takes me a day or two to process the information because sometimes I get so many lovely messages that it makes me very emotional but I will forever get back to you and it means so much so yeah for sure
0: Woohoo! we love to see it and thank you so much for listening